Hello everyone, welcome back to our first Saturday special in a few weeks. My name is Jake. Uh, I'm here today with my co-host, Austin, Richard. Say hello, guys. Ha <laughs> ha! Me first. Gotcha, Richard. Hi. Even though he did say we're taking turns. Yeah, but I assumed that would be a, uh, like a Tuesday thing for our Tuesday podcasts, but... I'm not complaining. I that was That means first. you'll always be on the Saturday special and I'll always be on Tuesday. I guess. <laughs> I mean, if you guys want to make it into a competition like that. Start keeping a tally. Yeah, really? But uh, this week we're talking WandaVision. Uh, episodes 1 and 2 came out and we're big MCU fans. Uh, if you, you know, didn't know, because uh, we got, you know, the MCU coming up would be next not this coming Tuesday, but next Tuesday. So, like, what would it be? A week and a half from Saturday that this comes out? I don't know. We got we got MCU stuff coming. So we're big MCU fans. Um, Month of February. Yeah, and I think the last week of January, too. But what ifs? But yeah, WandaVision this week. Uh, so we're we're just gonna mm-hmm. jump right in. We're gonna give kind of a spoiler free, you know, general thoughts because it's, it's the first episodes of you know uh, the the show. So we, I just I just kind of want to get right. I want to get that out there, like what we what we kind of thought of it, because um, it it is very interesting. I think you know we can all say that whether we liked it or not. It's yeah. Yeah, there's something weird. There's something weird about it, um, but uh, so you know, I'll I'll just go first because I've been putting you guys first, so I think it's my turn to go first. Uh, my general my general thoughts were I re- actually really I really liked these um, both the sitcom parts and the other strange parts if you you guys know what i'm talking about there's there's some strangeness there's some strangeness going on um you know i grew up you know like we had like five seasons of i love lucy on dvd in the house and there was a time we just rewatched i love lucy all day every day you know and and i i like i love lucy um i would say the second episode was more I Love Lucy-ish. Um, maybe, yeah. and like, the first, you could say, like, Bewitched or Charmed. That's what um, I was getting a lot of, is Bewitched. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and just just Bewitched, because, you know, they got powers, but... <laughs> uh, and they, they kind of play on, on the whole powers thing. Uh, but I, I really liked them. They were a bit, you know, sitcom basic... Like, you know, oh, both of them think they know what's going on tonight, but, you know, they're both very vague, so they're thinking different things, and, you know, oh, they've got a talent show they've got to prepare for, but, uh, you know, things don't turn out right because of something that happens to Vision, and uh, they gotta get out of that, ooh, and the you know the crazy neighbor who comes in yeah. is like, oh my gosh, Wanda. 
Yeah. What's her What's her name? Agnes. Something like that. Agnes. Yeah, Agnes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's the crazy lady. I don't know. It was all very standard sitcom. Not bad. I. If you If you like that, Richard, you said you don't, and that's okay. Yeah. Um. Sorry, sorry to sorry to ruin your take, but you you told me over text, and I was stream stream of consciousing over I know. here. But you know, you kind of said you didn't really like those kinds of sitcoms. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into it, but if you do, if you like I Love Lucy, if you like Bewitched, Charmed, all those '50s sitcoms, you'll like the sitcom aspects of this. Um, and if you're an MCU fan, uh, we'll get into it. <laughs> I'll stop there. <laughs> Like Jake said, it's not really my, this kind of sitcom is not my, my cup of tea. You know, like I like, I like new girl. Um, I like sort of, I, I kind of like the office. Uh, it's not my favorite. Um, but I like that kind of sitcom. I'm not too big on the, the older style sitcoms. Um, I'm just not a, a huge fan of them in general. Uh, my mom was crazy obsessed with uh, like I Love Lucy, and she even has like collector edition like Barbie dolls or whatever from the show, where they are uh, some of the different characters that you you see in I Love Lucy. And I don't know, maybe that's what caused me to not really be a big fan of that style of sitcom. I don't know. I also just never really watched them. Like my mom, we didn't really have them. Like, and and so I just didn't really grow up watching those kinds of sitcoms. Um, really the only dated movies and shows that I would like watch were like Westerns and watch is a strong word for what happened. Basically my, my dad would have them on TV and I would occasionally come into the living room and like see them on TV. But like, I've just not been a huge fan of some of the, the older style shows. And so based on the trailers and stuff that I was seeing of WandaVision, I saw that that was kind of be going to be a, a consistent theme. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. Uh, and kind of hope for the best. I so when I when I texted you guys saying that I wasn't too keen on it, that was probably fifteen minutes, about halfway through the first episode, um, because of some of the the weird stuff that's going on. Uh, you know, you mentioned it earlier, Jake. The the strange things. Because of that, I'm a little bit more intrigued. You know, like I I do look forward to the next episodes coming out. Not because of the sitcom part, but because I want to see how this entire uh, storyline kind of unfolds. But outside of that, I don't know. To me, you know, I was never a huge fan of Bewitched. Uh, I didn't mind the Will Ferrell movie, but I mean the the show. I wasn't, you know, I just didn't really watch it. So it's not really something that's a, a part of what I enjoy. Uh, along with other sitcoms that are similar. And so for me, it seems like this is going to be a series where I just kind of have to not throw the baby out with the bathwater and kind of just muscle through and continue to kind of watch these episodes 
more so for the overarching storyline that's kind of developing. Dude, why don't you like those sitcoms? <laughs> You're so old, you just said baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, really. I noticed that. I know. I thought that that was a pretty current saying. Do people no. not say that? I mean, Chatsuma I, I've says heard it. it. Well, that's not reassuring. Yeah. There was one dude that's Not like, that he's old, but he's, he's definitely listening, older than I am. I'm pretty sure you're going to get a strongly worded uh, email or text message saying, how dare you call me old? <laughs> I'm just saying. I didn't. I'm just saying. I said he's not old. And my guess is he doesn't listen. I'm just stating right. facts that he is older than me. All right, why don't you go ahead, Austin? Um. Well, I, I really like this. Um... I I grew up with this kind of style uh, shows. I um, I had like basic cable growing up, so all that there was to watch was these kinds of shows. I Love Lucy, uh, Golden Girls, Bewitched, Leave It to Beaver. Um, so I I really enjoyed it. Uh, I like the the tension build, the forward movement of the show. Uh, it's not like a classic sitcom where it's not really plotline based. Uh, this one is so it's it's really cool to see the progression of the characters, the uh, the way the show is going, and kind of the building that's happening uh, with just the first two episodes that are out. Oh, that was fast. Well, yeah, it's I really didn't have much more to say that you guys didn't. Um, it's it's I think it's a quality show so far. If you like sitcoms, you'll like it. If you like Marvel, it's probably going to be an acquired taste. There's not as much Marvel stuff happening yeah. other than the characters of... And I think that was my main issue. Right. It's, it's like, marketed as this next Marvel show, this next superhero show, and just the, the first two episodes really aren't a superhero feel. So it, it's very unique that Marvel's doing it this way, but I think, uh, and we'll get into it, where it's going and how it's setting up, it makes complete sense. Yeah. I think that... For me, out of some of the Marvel TV shows that are coming out, I think that this is probably going to be the lowest one on on my my like I don't know like my most like your radar list. right yeah like I think like I I'm probably especially after seeing these couple of episodes I'm probably looking forward more so to. Uh, what is it? Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier or whatever. It is. I still don't know what that show's about. I really don't either, but I'm already looking forward to it more than I am WandaVision. I, I'm really not. Like, Anthony Mackie... Anthony Mackie's a cool actor and all. I like the character of Falcon and Bucky. It's just, they weren't my favorites. Like, Winter Soldier was cool as heck when he was working for Hydra. But then he kind of got soft when he was as Bucky. Uh, he wasn't as, like, you know, hardcore... Um, so, I mean, I'm kind of excited I, because I'm a Marvel fan. I want to watch the show, but because of the characters that are involved, I'm not as excited. That's a good segue into something I want to say. I actually kind of like this show because Vision and, you know, Scarlet Witch, Wanda, whatever you want to call her, were probably my least favorite characters. Like any time, yeah, I didn't like as much, but I loved Wanda. Uh, I don't know. I thought she was annoying. She was kind of generic. She just had like one-liners that weren't even that good. They yeah. weren't like 
Iron Man's one-liners, they were like, take this! You know, like... <laughs> As a superhero, I like Scarlet Witch. Let me rephrase that. In the cinematic universe, yes, she wasn't as cool. So, so we'll see um, where this goes. But like, I I actually kind of like the characters of Wanda and Vision in the sitcoms. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah, and, I think they're doing super well. Yeah, and you know that. Like uh, this is like Richard said before. This is probably my least favorite upcoming um, TV, like Marvel TV show. Maybe She Hulk because I've some of the stuff I've heard about She. Yeah, I'm not out. really as crazy about She Hulk. But I didn't even realize that that was a thing in the making. So that probably yeah. takes the number one spot of <laughs> yeah. my least favorites. <laughs> so WandaVision was like my least favorite, but after watching it today, like. We'll see where it goes, but you know it could it could be up there. You know, I was looking forward to Loki. Um, Loki's crap, gonna be fun. Other? I'm excited yeah. for that one, and and like all that kind of stuff. But like it's it, the the whole like Wanda and Vision. Like when I watch Infinity War, like I just like skip over the scene where they're in Scotland and they're talking about getting married. Like it's right. like, I don't care. Like they're, they're not my, like, I don't like them as characters. They're boring. You know, their connection is never explored in the movies. Yeah. Which, I mean, like it's all that there was before this and their, their relationship is barely explored in the movies and like their their powers are barely explored like wanda just kind of like creates force fields and vision just shoots a beam out of his head and is made of you know vibranium other than that like they're they're just kind of flat so which to me is kind of that's kind of a letdown for me um because especially on vision's part I just think it was poor screenwriting in the MCU as far as like Vision's character because I think that Paul Bettany is a a really like good actor like oh, I yeah. think that they could have done a lot more with Paul Bettany but instead they handed him this script which to be fair to be fair Vision start uh, but Vision started out as Jarvis yes you know and so it's like Already, you hand Paul Bettany the script and say, hey, you're just a generic robot, uh, and you're really just the voice of the robot, actually. And it's like, well, that works, because he's British, his voice is smooth, it works really well for the robot, but then when you basically take the personality of a robot, and like you just cast Paul Bettany to play the robot, because he's got the same voice, there's only so much you can do when you basically hand somebody who would be a really good actor with a lot of personality, when you, when you take a guy like that and you hand him a, per, uh, a character and say, this guy has no personality because he's not a person, that's kind of, that's kind of rough. Well, I think so they were intentional like, with how they did that. I mean, Marvel, they think in the future yeah. like crazy. 
Uh, I just read something the other day that they've got basically every everything planned out uh, for their cinematic universe up till 2029 right now. Jeez. So I think how they played their roles in Infinity War and in uh, Age of Ultron, I think it was extremely intentional that they didn't fully uh, map out those two characters because they were planning for the WandaVision show or they're planning for different spinoffs or something like that. Maybe. So I think I, th- I think you're right where if we didn't have WandaVision, these two characters would have been extremely vanilla. Like, we would have known nothing about them. Yeah. They are kind of here. Uh, they're filler characters at this point. Um, one of them's even dead. So you're just like, okay, I guess that's over. Yeah. So I, I see where you're coming from, but if you're thinking long-term, I think they, they did it on purpose. Yeah, that makes sense. But I do, I do like to see their their personalities develop and, as the show has been going on. So, right. I I beg to differ that it was on purpose, but I mean it it could have been right. But well, that's just me playing the cause. It's not. I'm not speaking for Marvel. Yeah. I'm just saying that could have been it. So I think we can kind of get into a bit a bit of spoilers. Um, I'll just say this because I think it's important that we do kind of you know just briefly go over the plot. Um, I'll just do the plot for episode one real quick, um, and then we can kind of talk about episode one. But it's like a it's it's like a it's like a sitcom, and uh, they wake up in the morning, and there's something on the calendar. It's a heart, and so you know what ensues is. They're both trying to figure out what the heart stands for. She thinks it's like their anniversary. He thinks... um, He finds out that his boss is coming over for dinner that night. And that his name is Mr. Heart. Mm -hmm. So then it's... You know, you got the classic sitcom of... You know, she's preparing like an anniversary dinner with romance. He brings his bosses home. You know, she has no food prepared. And, you know, she needs to make something wonderful. Um... Then they, you know, sit down at the table and eat. Some weird stuff happens. Everything mo- gets back to normal. Vision's going to get a promotion. Episode yeah. over. Does that about sum it up? Yeah, I would say, other than small details, that's that's the big picture of episode one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just start, because I have to get this off my chest. Um, once again, I, I'm not... I didn't come up with this. Um, I... Th- like I, I kind of registered it, but I that's why I appreciate Sean Chandler. Go watch Sean Chandler. Um, that's what I was actually watching <laughs> when I didn't get on on time. Yeah, um, you text us and say I'm watching something important. Give me a minute. I'm like, what in the world could be more important? Yeah, that I, I figured you were watching something that was tied to the to the show already. Yeah, and so there is this kind of idea of the str- like. Something is weird in the show, and yeah. the very first thing that you see in the show that's, like, weird is, like, there's something written on the calendar. No one knows who put it there. No one knows what it means. Right. Th- there's just something on the calendar. Um, and as... Things th- progress throughout the day. Um, things are still weird. You know, Agnes comes over 
And she's like, oh my gosh, you got this place all set up already. Did you hire movers? You know, when, you know, she knows she did, used her powers or maybe even not that she used her powers, but that just, in her mind, it existed like this. Like it was there where they got there. Everything was already set up. Kind of a, kind of a deal. Hmm. Cause it's all fake. Like, like almost like a dream. Like you don't move in in your dream. You just kind of show up in your houses. Right. You know, like your house. Um, there's Vision at his job, and he's incredible because you know he's a computer doing computations, and he's like hands all these st- st- like stacks to his coworker, and his coworker's like that's crazy, and he's like yeah it's crazy. Uh, what do we do here? Mm-hmm. You know. It's uh, um, it's and- interesting how it all works out because. Uh, you, you could almost think that it's one of their dreams or like one of them is like having some sort of like weird crisis or it's a dream for, you know, like one of them, but both of them are very confused, which is one of the first things I noticed within the show, uh, especially with vision being dead. Uh, you're, you're kind of confused as a Marvel viewer of just like, all right, what in the world is happening? Where are they? And why don't they know what's going on? Yeah. Um, and then I'll, because I've just been kind of talking and hogging the mic. If one of you guys wants to kind of, or both of you guys want to kind of talk about the uh, dinner scene. Yeah. Well, see, Uh, I had a thought about that. Um, So I also did a bunch of reading up on comic book stuff, how it connects to uh, other movies where this is taking place. And a lot of people are sharing in the confusion that we are because Marvel's not really confirming anything that's not in the show itself. Uh, so we really don't know exactly when this show takes place. We don't know exactly how they got to where they are or where they are. Um, but one thing that I did notice, and it happened with Agnes, and I'll bring it to the dinner scene, um, is people are like kind of hinting at the fact that they have powers. People are trying to like figure it out. Agnes is saying, oh, did you do this yourself or did you get movers? Um, at the dinner scene, I'll go ahead and just paint it. Um, there's a lot of tension, uh, Vision brings his, uh, his boss and his boss's wife over for a meal, and Wanda thinks it's their anniversary, so they're struggling to get this dinner prepared, Agnes brings all this food over, and Agnes lingers a little bit, and you're, she's trying to explain how difficult this meal is to prepare, and she's like, oh, do you want me to help, do you want me to stay around, but Wanda's like, no, it's fine, I'll do it all, and Agnes... Uh, disappears, not disappears, but she leaves. And uh, the tension keeps building. Uh, Wanda is using her powers in the kitchen, uh, which is all closed off, no one can see, uh, to cook this dinner. And at one point, they almost figure it out. Uh, The boss and the boss's wife. The boss's wife goes in there and she's like, oh, I am a housewife, I can go help. And there's this big pull in this tension of she's just trying to get into the kitchen. Uh, eventually, Wanda uses her powers to cook all the food and set the table. And they're having a meal, and they're asked where they came from. So at this point, you already know that they must have just moved to the city. They must have just got everything settled. Um, Wanda must have, you know, just finished unpacking everything. Uh, Vision must have just started at his job. So there's like all this newness, and well, hold. There's more. 
There's more stuff than that. They were asking, like, oh, where'd you come right, from? Yeah. What's your that's, wedding yeah. song? Where's your they're, wedding they're rings? They're trying to figure all of Where, this you know, out. When's your anniversary? And that's... Everything. That's, we'll get there to and, what I think this is. Um, but at the dinner scene, uh, the boss starts choking. And his wife is just saying, stop it. She doesn't get up to help him. And there's a shift in the camera angles, which I found really interesting. Well, she says, she says, she's saying, stop it. As though it's like a joke. She's like laughing. Right. Oh, stop it. Stop. Well, yeah, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. eventually something, her face gets real weird. And she's like, stop it. It's like stop serious. It. And, and yeah. as though she's still like laughing, but it's weird. And you're right. The, you know, the camera angle, you know, the. It, it, it shifts Zoom. from a sitcom camera angle to a serious camera angle. Yeah. So that's what I really think is there's something going on between sitcom and reality um, at this point. And eventually Wanda's voice, her tone even changes instead of like all bubbly sitcom-y. She has a very serious voice and she says it like calmly, but seriously, Vision help him. And then Vision uses his powers uh, of not permeation, but he reaches basically through his chest into his throat to pull out what he was choking on. And then immediately the mood changes. Both of them get up and leave the, the boss and his wife. Um, so my kind of quick take of what I think is going on here is Wanda is captured and she's being interrogated, but within her mind, she's trying to process everything that's going on. I think it takes place pretty quickly after infinity war are sometime between Infinity War and Endgame because um, they make a joke that uh, Vision's already dead. In one of the opening scenes, um, she's putting away the plates using her powers, and one of the plates breaks on Vision's head. And Vision says, oh, you and your floating plates. And she says, oh, you and your indestructible head. And if you've seen Infinity War, you know... Vision died he did, by Thanos he does not crushing have, his yeah. head. He does, <laughs> he does not, not have, have an indestructible head. indestructible head. His head was destroyed, and that's how he died as the uh, the Mind Stone was taken out of him. So I think it takes place after Infinity War. Wanda knows deep down that Vision is actually dead. And somehow Wanda was captured or something happened that she's being interrogated, but it's being played out as the the perfect scenario in her mind. Uh, in her mind, her... Actually, then it takes place during Endgame, or some point after that, or before that, because in Endgame, they're already moved away, and they're getting ready to get married and settled down. So the timeline is really confusing in how it takes place, but I think that the characters are trying to figure out her powers, how they work, where they came from, and Vision is not real in this scenario. I would agree. Especially, like, so once we one, move into one, the second One quick episode. point. Hold on, Richard. Hold on, Richard. Hold on, Richard. Yeah, don't worry. I haven't said anything all, I just want to make all one, podcast, but... I just, just want to make one quick point. Right. After after Infinity War, Wanda's dusted. That's also true. So she is not alive in between Infinity War and Endgame. Second point... There's one other really weird thing that I, I'll let Richard talk about because Richard wants to talk. I mean, you, you haven't talked, but there is an ad yes. in this show. Yes, and it introduces Richard, kind of where everything's at and who's involved or who might Richard, be involved. Would you, would, 
Would you like to discuss the ad, please? No, because I'm more concerned with the second episode. That makes sense. Well, there's an ad in each episode that both of them, they they kind of reveal something. So I'll go ahead and just talk about it since Richard's not going to. The ad is about a toaster, and this toaster is made by Stark Products, uh, which is mm-hmm. really interesting that it's mentioned there because it kind of gives insight of who might be involved, uh, what is going on, and it's something about the past of Wanda and her brother, Petro. Uh, they were both uh, manipulated by Stark products. And this could be either a nod to that, or it could be something that's introduced into the situation to spark a memory for the interrogation. Hmm. I don't know if that's what you were trying to go with. Yeah, that could be. Richard, do you have any ideas, theories? I mean, I haven't really looked into a whole lot of different theories, but just kind of off the top of my head, um, if if I'm kind of guessing, I think that this mainly revolves around Wanda uh, kind of being brainwashed, I would say, um, into this false reality. Because honestly, um, while Vision has some of these realizations i think the majority of them happen with wanda right so like vision seems kind of put off by his boss choking but he doesn't do anything until wanda tells him to do something and so i think that most of this stuff has more so to do with wanda i think this is more of like a a brainwashing maybe to get answers I don't know, um, but I think most of it's kind of a brainwashing meant to be for Wanda because it seems like, you know, and as we get into the second episode, we see that Wanda is more of the problem solver uh, than Vision is. You know, most of the issues that arise mainly tend to happen to, to Wanda. She's the one who notices most of the stuff that seems off about the the world that she's living in the, you know, the reality, uh, she's the one who notices most of it going wrong. And I don't know. It seems like to me, vision's just kind of there, like being a part of it. So there's something interesting. Uh, Sean Chandler, Sean Chandler mentions, um, in his, uh, discussion because I haven't. I only watched them once. He said he watched because the press got the first three episodes. So, he, as a member of the press, he got the first three episodes and he watched them twice. Um, there's apparently a symbol on the toaster, um, which I didn't notice that keeps popping up. I did notice that. That's one thing. It's uh. Is it the same symbol that's on the notebook at the very end? I don't know. The one thing I remember him well, if saying... Well, it is, that, that I figured out about. That's Sword. Yeah. Sword is... I, I read in the comments of his video that someone said, oh yeah, that's the symbol of Sword. The one other thing that they... Right. Sword I, is a branch of shield. Yeah. So it's it's not only just a branch of shield. At the end of... Um, was that end? Yeah, that was Endgame, right? 
where Nick Fury gets out of his, you know, chamber and he looks out on his space station and there's all those fleets of ships out there. Or is that Captain Marvel? I think that's Endgame. Is, is it, it the one where he's sitting sitting in a chair and there's all the Kree? Yeah, there's all the, the Kree. Scrolls, but he's sitting he's sitting in that chair yeah. on like vacation. You think he's on vacation. That is so right. Yes. Hey there everyone. Just wanted to interrupt here and say sorry. Austin's phone actually cut out right here and we sort of lost our train of thought. We jump right back in. Don't worry. Um it's just going to seem a bit weird um cuz he we don't he just kind of jumps in without really, you know, any context. So fear not. Nothing's crazy. Nothing's that bad, but uh yeah, thank you. Hopping just right back into it. I don't know how you're going to cut it or but I think there's a connection between Sword and Shield and the Secret Invasions. Uh, one big thing that I read and I kind of noticed is it looks like there's more than just one party involved when uh, we're looking at the big scheme of who is in charge of this dream. Uh, first of all, yeah, I think Richard brought up a really good point that Wanda is the main character, obviously. Um, I think Vision has a lot of supporting roles, but I think it's all really about Wanda. Uh, either just interview or it's her dream or something like that. But we can see that it looks like someone else is either trying to interfere or they're trying to get the attention of Wanda. Because uh, we can see when the helicopter gets there, the helicopter's in color, um, which this whole show has yeah. been in black and white. So there's something there's, different. There's drops of different color throughout the different episodes. Right. And that was like just one thing. There's when, um, apparently the toaster, I, I didn't realize it, the toaster commercial is black and white, but the light that flashes is in color. It's a red color. Huh. I didn't, I didn't even notice it. I, I didn't even notice it. the first color that we see is the heart, I think. On the oh, calendar. you're right. I'm pretty sure that's in color. I, I don't, I don't remember if that was in color or not, but it could be, it could be. Right. But either way, there's something having to do with the difference of black and white and in color and either who's in charge or what kind of things are happening. Yeah. So before we move on, because Richard hasn't been talking much, Richard, do you want to just kind of talk about the plot of the second episode? And once we get through there, we can really just open it up and talk about all all that different stuff. Yeah, I can do that. Um. So basically, I don't fully remember how everything kind of unfolds as far as like start to finish. Um, but basically, you get reintroduced. You know, the the show opens up. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time that we actually get an yeah. intro. They the opened show, up with a an uh, which animated is a very, bewitched style opening. Yeah, it's a very bewitched kind of introduction. Yeah, the, the first the first episode also had that one where they're getting married. And uh, they're you know, they're just got married and they're moving right. into the it, it was a different style, right? And yeah, yeah, it was a different style of. But they both had like classic sitcom type Correct. openings. So yeah, but anyway, so I mean, basically the the entire plot of the second episode is um, Wanda and Vision. They are agreeing to participate in a 
kind of like a magic show uh, for a talent show to support the community. It's for um, the kids. Yeah. And so basically the I mean Wanda ends up going outside and I think she she hears a noise and so she goes outside and there in the bushes you see this red helicopter. Uh specifically red and gold, which I it found interesting. Iron Man's colors. It is yeah, it's a specifically red and gold uh, helicopter, and it's just kind of there. And I guess that has the sword symbol on it. I, I didn't even re- i I saw the symbol, but I didn't know what it was. Um, so I was just kind of like, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm just moving on. Uh, and so basically, as she's kind of looking at it, uh, Agnes kind of sneaks up on her, catches her off guard, and they start to talk about how there's this one lady in the community. And she's kind of the the skeleton key, so to speak, of living a successful life. The worst life. person on you earth. Know, if you're close with, yeah, if you have a close tie-in with her, your kids will be able to get grants and scholarships, and you know, into the good colleges. You know, everybody in the community will like you. You'll pretty much have no issues if you can please this one lady. And so that's kind of the entire purpose of the magic show that they're looking to put on for the talent show is it starts to shift away from like being for the kids and being, you know, good for the community. And very quickly it becomes more about pleasing her, you know, that, that particular lady, I think her name's Dottie yeah, or, or Dottie. something like that. Uh, it becomes more about pleasing Dottie uh, in order for them to kind of have an easier life in this community. Um, meanwhile, as, Plans and preparations are being made uh, as Wanda is kind of meeting Dottie. Uh, at some point, Vision goes to meet with uh, some people who are kind of like on the night watch in the community. And he's kind of talking to them and he ends up getting gum swallowed, which, you know, for the record, it, when you're a robot, swallowing gum is a no-no because basically that's just going to get into your gears and you kind of show you, you see it get played out through animation yeah, and stuff. A really you, corny little animation. Yeah. You see the gum kind of gunk up his system. Um, and so basically that kind of happens. And while that's taking place, Wanda is with Agnes and with some of the other women in the community, uh, hanging out with Dottie and kind of getting different instructions about what this talent show is going to look like. And some weird stuff happens while they're meeting. uh, And we can dig into it more after I've explained the rest of it, but uh, weird stuff happens during that. And then basically uh, Wanda and vision end up at the talent show and for me, I thought it was kind of funny. Basically, when the gum is in Vision's system, they portray Vision as being like a drunk person. I thought that that was kind of funny. I thought it was great. Uh, and so, basically, the entire plan that they had for the talent show, Vision just kind of goes off script due to his uh, appearing drunken state. Yeah, his, his gum inebriation... And so he starts to do all of these crazy things using his actual powers, and Wanda's there kind of 
having to use her actual powers to correct and maintain the facade that they are just normal people. Um, you know, at some point vision ends up lifting a piano and she uses her powers to turn it into like a cardboard cut out of a piano. And it's, there's some comedic stuff there. Uh, but the, you start the to, funniest thing was when, sorry, the funniest thing I thought was when he put his hat through his front and yes, pulled it out his back. Yeah. And she like, just behind the curtain, she just like moved it. There were all the mirrors and it was like, Oh, and one of the characters <laughs> says, so is that blowing. how mirrors work? Yeah. It's, I thought it was kind of play super on well done. Yeah. I think it's mainly to play on what was stated by Wanda and Vision in some of their discourse uh, at the beginning, where basically they were like, oh, you know, real magic is actually fake. And, you know, it's for like, it's basically for like dumb people to understand what's going on. Like, that's what a real magic show is, is magic that's dumb enough and fake enough for other people to get it. Uh, And so I did... I thought that that was humorous that they kind of bring it back up like, oh, I didn't know that's how mirrors work and how, you know, everybody's just kind of like blown away by this magic that they apparently didn't see. Uh, there's the card trick where <laughs> Vision's literally just handing out a bunch of different cards after asking a, you know, a, a volunteer to pick one. He gets down to the very last card of the deck and is like, is this your card? And the guy's like blown away like, wow, that is my card. And, you know... It, and, Vi- and Vision's, like, mad because he didn't do the trick right. And the dude's like, oh, you did yeah, the trick right. Yeah, you did the right. trick right because like, that's my card. No, I he think, didn't. Yeah. I think when they do that, it actually it pushes even more, like, the weird-feeling tension. That just, like, why do right. all of these people yeah. Yeah, just, so like, it is go weird. with this? Yeah. But at the end of the, the talent show, they go back home. And it that's when it gets real weird. For me, that's when it gets real weird. Suddenly, Wanda ends up being... I, I'm not super familiar with pregnant women, but... Okay, I'll, I'll say this. As the husband of a pregnant woman, she was like almost as big as Hannah, and Hannah's two-thirds of the way done. Wait, people don't go. get so, pregnant That's more that what fast? I was wondering about. That's more what, what I was wondering what? about. What? Yeah, I was like, I don't know how far along she is, but she, this is not like a recent pregnancy. This is like, she's almost done with this. Right. And some stuff ends up happening. Well, they hear another voice or something outside. Yeah, and so. I think it was another one of those bangs, wasn't it? Right. Yeah, like the bangs. It was was a very similar noise. Yeah, and the first time that there was a bang in the beginning of the episode, it ended up being a tree branch on the window. Uh, so he assumes that it's the tree, so he goes out and he's upset at this tree. Uh, they go out, and there's some more weird stuff. And that's pretty yes. much, like, more weird stuff happens, that's pretty much how it ends, and now we can start to kind of break down some of this weird stuff. Yep. And you guys so, can take it away. <laughs> so I just want to say, because I cannot get this out of my mind, in the beginning, the weird noises... You know, they didn't know what they were, they were scared. They had, and that's why it kind of reminds me of I Love Lucy too, because they slept in the separate beds, right? And that's like a big thing about I Love Lucy, is her and Desi always slept in separate beds in the show. 
Well, it was. It's actually a thing at the times is because men work so early. Yeah, that they would sleep in separate beds. So when the guy woke up, he wouldn't disturb the wife. So they hear the noise, but the noise that you hear that scares them and the noise of the tree hitting the window. They're drastically different. Not yeah. the same noise. They're very different. Mm-hmm. Not the same noise. The the noise that scares them almost sounds like gunshots. Like bangs and there's like gunshot sounds. Did you guys notice that? That is a good point. I didn't until you said something. And that would kind of make sense to how the tension of this show is playing out. It also kind of makes sense unto what they see at the very end, that it would be something yeah. like that. Did you, did you notice it, Richard? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, at any time, the, the noises that were, the noises were being made, made. Were, were, were different from what they assumed was making it. And then when they like reenact well, yeah. the sound of like the tree hitting the window, it doesn't sound the same. Right. So it, yeah. it's clearly that there, it was trying yeah. to cover something up, or it it seems very false. Was just played off. Yeah. Yes, that's a better. Yeah, way to and play. it's just maybe like like in her reality, she's trying to make sense of the noise that you know she's hearing. Right. Because just just like in a dream, when you have to pee, you know they say like rains, or you feel like you have to pee in your dream, right? You know, like that kind of a thing. Like you're making sense of the stuff See, outside of you. See, I think it's you. right. I think it's slightly different due to what happens at the end. Well, see, that's what I was going to say. It's pretty clear. I mean, might as well just say it now that she has somewhat control over what's going on. At the very end, when they go outside. And they see uh, what they see. We'll get to that. Um, she basically rewinds a tape. And it looks like they're basically rewinding the tape. And I think what they did was they actually took all the footage and put it in reverse up to that moment. And she ends the show with her talking to Vision see, about the pregnancy. Instead of ending and, it with yeah. what she saw. So I feel like she has somewhat control over sense, what's going on. But to me mainly because of my theory on the brainwashing part of me thinks that it's an outside source containing what's being heard. So I don't know. Well, we, we know there's an outside source. Yes. The end of episode one shows, um, basically a man and you just kind of see over his shoulder, yeah. he's writing in a notebook with the, sh- uh, the sword logo and there's a screen that basically has been playing what we've been watching. Yeah. So we know that there's outside forces. But there's, we know that something fishy is going on. Yeah, but there's dials but, and there's knobs. And so for me... Yeah, where it's like... It, what it looks like to me is the bunker that they were kept in, Wanda and Petro. When they when they were found in uh, Age of Ultron, it kind of looks like the bunker that they were in with all the technology that uh, Hydra would have. And that kind of brings another point. Uh, there was another commercial in this mm-hmm. episode, uh, which I found pretty nice super interesting. For the record, well, that's that's kind of it's weird that they did it that way. Um, I think there there were three things that I noticed. The first thing was the name of the watch was the character that captured Wanda and Petro, uh, really? Stuke or something like that. Yeah, yeah. like uh, so. Yeah, huge connection there. The second thing was the Hydra logo. Um, yeah. The the technology uh, or the brand or whatever of the watch was Hydra. 
Uh, so that's a huge thing. And the third thing I think is a Swiss made. Right. Uh, but it's, it's the concept of time where there's either a time crunch or something is building up because there's like this ticking that goes on throughout the whole, uh, commercial, which could just be the clock, uh, face of the watch. Or I think it's a concept of like, they're, they're either pressed for time or something, uh, time sensitive is happening. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They do kind of play with that whole thing idea just, of time when know. she rewinds it. Yeah, at the end. So I when think she, it's super interesting how they're building yeah. up this episode, and there's a bunch of little things too, like that. Another thing. Sorry, I'll get back to you, Richard. Um, was the, the the cabinet of mystery had the Mind Stone on it? I noticed that uh, it had kind of like an illustration, and in the middle was the Mind Stone. So there's some sort of weird connection going on between reality. And wherever this show is taking place, uh, where it's either Wanda processing everything that's happened because, you know, the love of her life got destroyed, or people are trying to get information out of her. Yeah, I I still think that it's the brainwashing mentality, which I could be well, wrong. Who do you think would be brainwashing them? Or her? Uh, I mean, I don't know, whoever's Because S.W.O.R.D. The is the good guys. But we, also see the hy- but we also see the Hydra thing. Yes. So I don't know if that is either um, not a throwback. Um, like a flashback? A, a flashback, right, of Hydra, or it's if like, it means like that Hydra egg. is back. Because Hydra was kind of destroyed, uh, kind of killed off, but I mean, yeah. but they never you really never are. really know who's, yeah, you never really know who's working for Hydra. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like they they existed in Shield for you know a millennia, you know, like like they could they can still be in you know Sword, which I believe is just like a division of Shield. Or well, I you know, think is what Sword is what became when Shield broke apart, because uh, Sword not Sword Sword is galactic apparently, where it's not just Earth based. Huh. I'm not sure. I looked into it. I don't know a lot about S.W.O.R.D. I looked into it a little bit, and I think it's acronyms um, kind of nod a little more towards like galactic stuff instead of just earthly-based. Okay. But yeah, it's there's, there's a lot going on in this episode. Yeah. But one of the things that we haven't talked about that goes on in this episode, and here's, here's why this is why I'm holding true to my theory. When Wanda is talking with Dottie, and later at the end, yeah, the radio, the radio starts oh, yeah, saying, "We didn't talk about Wanda. That. Who's doing this to you, Wanda?" And right. so for me, we'll see. That's why I think it might be an interrogation. Right. Someone captured Wanda and is interrogating but, her, which could also be kind of the brainwashing. Right. And aspect. so for me, it's like if Sword is the one who's interrogating them, why are they asking? Who's doing this to you? Because to me, I could be wrong. Well, see, that's why I said there are two parties involved. Like, it's not just sword. The, the, to me, I could be wrong, but I don't know if I am. But I could be. To me, the voice saying that... Of course. ...sounds like Steve Rogers. 
which Marvel News uh, just uh, released recently. He's back in the cinematic universe. Yes. He he originally was, uh, well, not terminated, but his contract was over after Endgame and just confirmed yes. uh, just the other so, day he is coming back as Captain America. So why does this, to me, sound like Steve Rogers? Which, for the record, Captain America is right. like my favorite it's, character in the MCU. So it's like, I'm right, not same. saying that I'm a Captain America expert, but... But that also kind of plays into where does this movie take place, because uh, Captain America's an old guy now. Uh, at the end of Endgame, he goes back in time to return all the stones to where they came yeah, from, he's and still... it ends with old man Steve yeah, Rogers. Yeah, he still sounds like Chris Evans, so... Yeah, but he looks like Clint Eastwood. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. He sounds like he sounds like Chris Evans, right? So I really don't know how it's going to play out. Um, but yeah, the other thing um, we'll let Jake kind of put his two cents on this is the very last thing we see in this episode. They walk out on the street and they see this guy crawl out of the sewers. Yeah. Jake, you didn't take over like I expected you to. And he's in a bee. He's in a beekeeper outfit. Yep. Yeah. Surrounded by bees. And surrounded by bees, and he just kind of gets out slowly, dramatically. You can't see his face; it's hidden in shadow because it's late at night. And he like dramatically, like quickly, turns his head towards them. And that's when you said she says no. Yep. It's like what a guy in a beekeeper outfit. And there's a logo bees. on his beekeeper outfit that's sword. Which also caught me off guard. I, yeah, I didn't, didn't notice that. that. Yep. So the, yeah, this symbol, this symbol is everywhere, man. Like I got to rewatch and like look for it. I'm probably gonna end up rewatching. I'm it. probably not. Just so I can see all the little stuff. Well, I mean, because I like the style and because of all the Easter eggs. Like there's yeah. so much in just one hour of these shows. But there's your answer, Austin. You were wondering where this takes place. It's on a bee farm. <laughs> it's on a bee farm. They have some pretty impressive. Well, see, one beekeepers. thing that was interesting to Wanda, me: who's doing this to you? And you just, the bees, not gonna, the bees. Next to bee movie, not like the Nicolas bee movie. Cage. The bees. I not the bees. Oh, we all went. I don't know of any bee villains. Um, I do. The what? the bees from the Wickerman. It's a Nick Cage movie. Yeah. Well, no, that's what, that's I'm, I'm going back about. into the Marvel aspect, is I don't know any B-based villains, especially in the the the, the Scarlet Witch and the Vision. Well, wasp. that's a wasp. And he's not a villain. But he's dead. He's also not a villain. So... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We, again, Marvel News, were introduced to a couple things, and Ant-Man and the Wasp are getting another movie, Quantumania. And in the most recent video, uh, in the movies, we saw that you can go into the quantum realm and come back. How uh, the Wasp guy was destroyed, I can't uh, Yellow Jacket, how he was, like, killed off was he was sent to the quantum realm. Maybe he's coming back, and those weren't bees, those were wasps. Or Yellow uh, Jackets or there whatever. There is swarm. That's very, very loose theory. That's a weird jump to make. Yeah, I'm it would be completely unnecessary. No. So, 
This is just a theory. A just a theory. Austin theory. So I looked up B-affiliated villains in Marvel. You can't just do that. Swore. It's got to be in the, the the cinematic universe and how they're connected. Because That's if you're going to play that, there's uh, there's a Hitler guy, or Nazi man is what his name is. Which, Swore. speaking of, there are two really edgy jokes in this uh, show. And both of them were in episode two, I think. First of all, he uh, there's there's a self pleasuring joke, which I found hilarious. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. the second one takes place in the same scene, and Vision just calls the guy a communist. And there's like a second of like what the heck, and then everyone just finds it hilarious. So yeah. they there's some pretty edgy jokes that they're introducing into the show. But I mean. Overall, I think this is a great show, and I really like the direction they're taking. And they're releasing these weekly, correct? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Are they releasing two every week? I think that was just a premiere special. Yeah, I doubt it, but I would would say they should release two every week. It would be nice. And... Especially because these are only 30-minute episodes. And yeah, I looked into kinda, the run times of all yeah. the new shows. All the run times of the new shows are super short. Like, they're, they're yeah, 40 minutes or less. It. But th- this is something Sean Chandler brought up, and I kind of agree. Like, I'm a fan. I'll be around for all the shows. I'll watch all the episodes. I'll see all the movies. But, like, I wish... They'd given me a bit more. Yeah. You know, like the weird stuff, the weird stuff was weird, but now it's like... Not enough of a teaser. This is just weird. Yeah, like it it doesn't really let me know what's going on. It's just something is going on. And I'll come back for that. We'll all come back for that, whether you (laughs) like it or not, you know. But like it, it, it's just like... That whole, like, Richard, you were talking about the whole scene on the radio with Dottie. Like, that's weird, man. And she, like, the, like, radio explodes and she squeezes yeah, the glass so hard it breaks. There's another scene the where color. you see some yep. color. Is the, the blood is red. Right. And, and then yeah. it's just like, that's weird. I and guess you like, forgot just, to mention, the very end of the episode, the whole scene turns to color. Yeah, it turns all to color. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know that that's weird as much as like It's just I don't cool. know where they're going. Yeah, but it's it's weird that she's, you know, incredibly pregnant now, which funnily yep. enough, you know, you don't think about, but they did kind of yeah. uh <laughs> you know, at the in the they hinted at, at the it. beginning, yeah. When they, you know, throw the covers over their heads and really they they're not even like on each other. Yeah. You can see their body lumps. It looks like they just threw their. They're literally just laying yeah, like, next to each other, like going yeah. back to bed. Maybe that's oh, all maybe. it takes with a robot. So, but it's even more weird than that. Is Vision couldn't get her yeah. pregnant. First of all, he's dead. Depending on when this takes place, and second of all, he's a robot. And that's kind of the strangeness. Yeah. Uh, so, right, but like, there's I noticed it a little bit now that I've finished episode two is there's there's hints, even from episode one, of like, oh, do you have kids? Oh, do you have kids? Yeah. And then the whole second episode was like four of the children. 
So I, I don't know really where they're going with it, but I just, I don't know. For those of you listening at home wondering what that just was, Austin just picked up his dog. Oh, I didn't know if you heard that. Yeah, he's being I could super hear, I could hear some, some jangling on the Ow. collar. Can you hear it, Richard? Eh. There's there's two different it, mics that I'm going through. There's my know. headset mic, and then there's my microphone. Yeah. So we'll we'll yeah. see. I, I I probably won't cut that out regardless. Either way, if you heard a jingle, it's it's my adorable puppy Finnegan. He's been very needy today, but that's okay. He's my puppy. Well, um, do you guys have anything else to say? No. Not really. I think we covered most of it. Uh, we discussed a little bit about kind of the lore behind this show, uh, how it could be connected to House of M, which is a very comic book-based uh, situation. Uh, there's some talk that Agnes could be involved with all of this, where she is actually a spy, um, being one of the witches that taught um, Scarlet Witch when she was younger and just like learning her powers. But that's more comic book-based and not uh, cinematic universe-based. So that does remind me, though, Austin. Yes. Uh, the woman who played Geraldine, like that mm-hmm. actress. Yes. She's apparently the one casted to play uh, modern day Monica Rambeau. Huh. But then that would. That just confuses so she... me even more where the storyline could be then. Exactly. Because we we don't see Scarlet Witch ever be captured. We don't really know anything about her being captured. We don't know who the main villain is after Endgame, if this takes place after Endgame. So uh, I think it could be a connection to Secret Wars, uh, one of the new projects coming out from the, the Avengers line. But I, I really don't know. That's an interesting thing, though. So... I don't know. That's just what I heard. We'll right. see. Another weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm excited for the show, but I do also kind of wish there was more. There wasn't enough big things yeah. that happened that really got me excited for the show. I'm just kind of sitting here in a wee bit of anticipation. Yeah, that's kind of where I am. You know, like I said, this was right. the sitcom aspect of it is not my cup of tea. So it's not like I'm just like sitting on edge ready for the next episode to come out. I just want to know what happens. Right. It's not it's not what we expect yeah. from Marvel. This is the first sitcom kind of show that they've done. And I'm not even sure it's a sitcom. It's not. Well I think yeah. that's just it's just kind of the style. That's just a medium that's a medium of someone's yeah. subconscious. It's right. like the premise what I'm thinking. for whatever's happening with the characters. Which I read something about. It's super loose theory that when they were in prison held by Hydra, they were able to watch TV and all they were able to watch was like old sitcoms. So maybe that's just how Wanda is processing everything. Super loose theory. Maybe. Yeah. But we're at about over an hour now, so I think it's about time we could probably wrap this up. Um, Go back and check uh, last, you know, Tuesday's episode, that'll be Worst Adam Sandler Comedy. Uh, check who win, who wins. Uh, you might be surprised. Um, 
Also, we got MCU coming on yep. Tuesday. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, it'd be Talking next about, Tuesday. Uh, the phases. So, yeah. So, uh, sorry if you if you don't like the MCU, but if you do, lots of content coming for it. Um, we're just trying to get it done because it's we're big fans and it is such a big you know yeah. franchise. With I mean, especially everything that's coming out too. Yeah. There's a huge Marvel push coming out. So it it kind of deserves its, you know, for us to put some respect on its name, you know. A little pedestal. Yeah. So. I was going to say time in the spotlight, but yeah. So, yeah. Well, of course you would talk about spotlights, Richard, old man. I know, because I'm, I'm ancient. Right. So, uh, tune in for all of that, and... Uh, Hey, if you're, if you're listening, let us know uh, maybe what you thought of these episodes, um, how weird they were, where you think this is going. Obviously, you know, because we kind of, like Austin did his research and I watched a couple of videos on it, you know, we might be a bit more clued in than some of the listeners about where this is going. Um, yeah, I'm interested onto someone who's not really into Marvel, what they thought about this show. Yeah, and that is kind of... of an interesting thing is like Marvel does kind of have like a template for, you know, their movies and it works. They make a billion dollars each, you know, but for someone who, who likes that, I wonder what they think of, you know, something strange. So, well, thank you all for listening. And, uh, until, you know, Next week's Saturday special, Tuesday's episode. Thank you guys all for for listening, and uh, peace out. Yeah, you'll hear us when you hear us. Yeah, thanks for tuning in.